Damn, man, you still here? Yes, I am. Almost a year later. Well, while you're here, allow me to sing you another song. Okay. <laughs> With sweet love and devotion, deeply touching my emotion. I want to stop and thank you, baby. I want to stop and thank you, baby. Yes, I do. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Deeply touching my emotions. I want to stop and thank you, baby. I want to stop and thank you, baby. Hey, now, how sweet it is to be loved by you. <laughs> yo, what's so funny, yo? That's, that's Marvin Gaye, man. You know, Spen, I was thinking, let's switch it up a little bit. Switch it up? Yes, I'm going to host this time. Oh, excuse me, so I get to take the day off? I get PTO? Yeah, we could call it that. As a matter of fact, cue the theme music. <laughs> well, all right then. Yes, ma'am. Welcome back, y'all, to the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous and Sometimes Disingenuous podcast, where we talk about the morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. We're actually going to switch it up today, do things a little bit differently. I am going to host today, and last time, Sven and I did an episode was when we first started dating, and now, a year later... We're still here. I'm still here. She ain't kicked me to the curb yet, (laughs) y'all. And it's been a lot that's happened from ever, even since that episode. We've definitely gone through the honeymoon stage, which I still think a little sprinkle of it is still here. But we've definitely shared a lot of ups and downs. And I would say I'm still grateful for it all. What about you? Uh, I mean, it's all right. It's all right. It's like, no, it's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, man. You know, the puppy love stage. First of all, uh, uh, I appreciate you giving me the day off. It's nice to be sitting in the interviewee seat. Yeah, we switching things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, But nah, yeah, the puppy love stage, you know, when we first did the first recording, uh, this is uh, Never a Dull Moment Part 2. Never a Dull Moment Part 1 was almost a year ago and then like you know it was we ain't really encounter like nothing crazy at that time you know you sure about that uh i mean i'm trying to think <laughs> nah like not really like you know no. what i mean i mean yeah. but i mean compared to what happened over this past summer mm-hmm. last couple of months yeah no you know but again i feel like this is the uh this is the part of romance that like I was about to say this is a part of romance people don't see, but I don't think you should be publicizing your relationship anyway on the pub and, and social media and stuff like that. But I'm just going to say when you see people, you know, posting all the little lovey pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, it's been some times where like ne- that has been on. Ne- not that you and I do that, but that is there's been some times over this year that we haven't thought about doing anything like that, you know, because things got a little tense. Not. But the thing is, I'll say this. Uh Correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but the things that we've dealt with have been more external than it has been internal. 
Yes, I agree. I agree. I think that a lot of the things that's kind of happened between us more so was because of the external factors around us. And we might have allowed it to kind of affect us, um, our relationship. And so kind of diving a little bit deeper, let's take it back towards the summertime because you brought it up. What, uh, where, where was the shift? Well, I wouldn't say the shift. Nah, this is cool being interviewed. <laughs> this, this, this is kind of cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. The shift, um, you know, if we're being transparent, I've said it on past episodes before. I've never really met a person like Morgan, meaning that, like, I've never had the support from a romantic partner like you, I should say. Um, not going too much into detail, but this past summer, at the end of the summer, it was a little bittersweet. Like, you know, one of my best friends got married. Shout out to Will and Jazz. You know, Morgan was my, uh, we went to that wedding together. Yeah, it was <laughs> uh, a good wedding. We had yeah, a good it was. Time. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. It was dope. Shout out to Will. You know, it was my man. But literally that same week, I had to make a huge transition in life, you know, um, with everything, you know what I mean? And it was kind of tough. It was really tough, but I feel like that was like maybe one of the first pivotal moments where I was like, damn, is she going to stay with me after this? Now, granted, (laughs) you do have people these days, I believe, that like base their relationship on circumstances that aren't natural ones. And what I mean by that is, is that like how many times, how many people do you know? I know I know a few that like. I don't know. For example, they take cheating as a as a testing your relationship. No, it ain't none of that. So when I say, damn, she gonna stay with me after this, it was none of that. I'm still 100% faithful. Always. You know, I ain't never changed. I mean, let's hope. What? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and besides, Morgan's intuition is better than mine, so I'm pretty sure, like, if something wasn't right on that department, she would have spotted it any damn way. But yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, what, what my father always used to say, the FBI ain't got nothing on a woman with a plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean? I had something in my life happen where, you know, I was a little nervous where I was like, damn, like, you know what I mean? This is going to potentially take a toll on, you know, our relationship, even though it was something that was out of my control. It was out of your control. But... I feel like the support system really showed itself there, you know, cause I was kind of down really bad. Uh, this part I will share. Um, I don't do it often, but Morgan saw me tear up for like the first time ever, because that's how tense life got with something. And, uh, all she did, even though we were over FaceTime, <laughs> uh, she virtually held my hand. Um, you know, and that definitely that definitely meant a lot. Um, and then I'll say this. I'm going to talk about Harlem for a little bit. <laughs> now, Harlem is uh, the Harlem's my dog. Let me rephrase that. Harlem is our dog. Yeah, I'm a dog mommy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, I asked Morgan, I said, hey, while I'm going through this little thing right now, would you mind watching Harlem for a bit, you know? whatever and she was like yeah that's fine but harlem has been around a lot of people right but i've never seen him be attached to you the way he has been since being at your spot that right there has really kind of let me know i was like okay cool you know gotta trust the dog's intuition right 
I mean, they're very intuitive. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I feel like that was one of the first, um, in all seriousness, that was one of the first things that happened, you know, with us. Not with us, but something that happened in my life, something that was external that where I where it could have potentially ended two people if they weren't serious about each other. Yeah, definitely. And I know with a lot of changes, you kind of can get into a place where you start to wonder if there's uncertainty everywhere. So just because it was one thing that changed, you do kind of question, um, will everything else change? And so you kept throwing around support, right? Mm-hmm. And so what what does support kind of look like for you? What were you looking for during that time of that that change in your life? I'll be honest with you. Life was so tense at that moment. I don't know what I was looking for. (laughs) Like I was definitely, I definitely clung to God harder than I have in recent years. In that situation, that was like the first thing. If I, if I had to say I was looking for something, I was looking for that, uh, what you call grace. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was looking for that, but I told you what happened. And I've told this story several times mm-hmm. about the mover. This and is the how it seemed like it was um, ordained or a prophet. Yeah, or- yeah. Mm-hmm. Allow me to tell the story again because I like yeah, telling it. Me too. Even though I... So this kind of goes with your question. Like, my first thing is I was like, man, God, I need help with this situation. Like, how am I going to get out of it? This, that, and the third. So I was moving out, right? And... The movers had came. I actually just told this story on the last episode with my grandmother. Shout out to grandma for being on my last episode. Everybody loved that. A bunch of downloads on that joint, too, by the way. I just saw this morning. I, I didn't check it, but I was like, damn, that episode did numbers. But, but anyway. Yeah, it was a good episode. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that episode. But anyway, um, now I was moving out, and long story short, the movers were there. And they were pretty much done. And I was sleeping out in my bedroom. Um, all the furniture is out of it. And I'm kind of like just in a daze right now. So I'm like, damn, like I got to move and this, that, and the third, whatever, whatever, whatever. The One of the movers comes in and he, well, backtrack the uh, really funny guy. His name was Devontae. And like I was wearing a tank top that day. And like I was kind of helping them move out and who moved my stuff out. And he was like, damn, bro, like, do you work out? You football player, this, that, and the third. I was like, nah, I'm not really a football player, but, you know, like, uh, well, I'm not a football player at all. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I kind of had a health scare a couple years ago, and, you know, I kind of decided to take my health seriously or whatever. And he was like, okay, cool. And that was kind of the end of it. About a little while later, that's when he comes into the bedroom. And like I said, it's empty. I'm like, why is he in here? And he was like, yo, bro, can I holler at you for a second? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he was like, man, you know, I know this is going to sound weird, but like, do you believe in God? And I was like, yeah, why? (laughs) I thought that was a very weird question for a mover to ask, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was just like, man, well, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I I feel like I." he was talking about himself. He goes, I feel like, you know, I have a gift and that gift is hearing from God himself. In other words, a prophet, right? Which is some very... It's a very uh, 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 big title to yell out <laughs> that you are uh, to say. Usually a prophet is someone that, well, I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, so he said that he had a gift that he heard from God. And I was like, man, this is crazy or whatever. And then, but he started going on like, I know your situation is bad right now, but I want you to know that God hears you. And I was like, 
what the <laughs> never met this guy a day in my life never seen him before god is my witness like that was my first time ever seeing him but how does this guy know my situation mm-hmm. and I, it's not like i was walking around all oh, woe is me all sad i'm laughing talking they playing with harlem and stuff like that whatever i'm putting on a show that i'm not upset where i'm not stressed out but you know i did like about a night or two nights before i asked i said man god i need i need help with this situation i need clarity and then that happens. So what did I do? <laughs> Anytime anything happens in my life that's big, whether, you know, exciting or like, damn, I call Morgan. <laughs> and I was like, Morgan, like, guess what? And, you know, I told her that story. So I feel like that was one of the things I was looking for, like that, that, that spiritual support, that clarity, mm-hmm. like, all right, what am I supposed to learn from this? But as far as like support from you, ah, uh, I don't know. That's a really hard question to answer because, like, I think I guess that's one of the reasons why I asked you to be in relationship with me because I saw that you were a very supportive person. You know, you know me, man. I'm not one of those people that like Morgan kind of gets on me about being a little bit independent. You know, I, I don't know if she's gonna talk about that later. She the host, so I'll leave that up to her. <laughs> but you know, I I wasn't looking at you going like oh i need help with this situation i need this i need that like i wasn't doing that i was just like hey, look morgan look this is what's going on like this is really hard to talk about you know i just remember you said like look we'll get through it you know and that was kind of the only confirmation i really needed because you know me i'm not one of those dudes that be like well, what you gonna do you're not gonna help me out like nah like i i'm, I'm gonna work this shit out but i'm in a relationship now so i have to communicate what i'm dealing with to the person I'm with a, to a relationship. That was a hard part. I guess you would say pride got in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where them tears came from. Cause I was like, damn, like if I didn't have, you know, somebody I wasn't with, like, I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, but I have to let this person know. And this ain't even a person that I'm just talking to that I'm just messing with. Like, nah, we're in, they done met my parents already, <laughs> you know? So, and I done met theirs. So yeah, I guess that, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. During that time, it was kind of like a humbling situation where it it opened you up to first off receiving uh, the message from God and then also receiving whatever in I could provide in a relationship, especially since it seemed like because we've we've talked about this before, your pride and independence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe we'll kind of share that down the line. But yeah. uh, definitely having that open mindedness. And at this point, like, OK, I know what I'm going through. I'm going to need to take whatever support I can get. Right. So that's that's what that sounds like. And so with that, do you believe that there is some type of because a lot of it, it reminds me. So I'll it as you were talking, it reminded me of a story that I have with my client where um, I deal with a lot of different clients and they have a lot of health issues. And so a lot of the time they get a bit tired of seeking support and and not really getting what they expected in the end. And so then sometimes when I come around and I try to give that support as a health coach, they're at their 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 top and they're they're ready to kind of um, curse me out at that point because they, mm-hmm. they've had enough or mm-hmm. or they don't know what else to do. And they're just trying to figure out their own way. 
right? And and it's essentially a bit of pride, right? And not really open to receiving what could happen on their end. And so as I was thinking about that, what are your thoughts around kind of how once you're in that transitional phase in your life where it could go one end or it can go the other, how do you kind of receive that support or at least direction and which way to go? Damn. You know, when I asked you to be the host, I didn't know you was going to be laying it on me like this. I thought we were just going to be bullshitting for an hour, you know. But well, you know who I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Got to think philosophically with everything. Uh, I can't help it. Yeah. Um, nah, so, I mean, you know me, man. Like, the, I talk about how I was raised a lot, and I was raised in a very loving two-parent household which I'm, I'm blessed for. Actually, we were raised in a very loving two parent household, which is even more of a blessing. I was also raised by a no nonsense, no bullshit father, neither. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm clear. I'm halfway through. Actually, I'm more than halfway through it. Reading Will Smith's autobiography, probably one of the dopest reads ever, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> he talks about his father. Now my father and his father, definitely not the same meaning that like his father was abusive he was an alcoholic he beat on his mom no 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 no. my dad wouldn't hurt a fly wouldn't do anything to anybody but they did share they do share that similarity of teaching you that don't nobody owe you shit if you got an issue you need to figure that out because you a man you know what i'm saying like if, when you marry when you got kids they're gonna be looking at you like okay we got an issue but how are you gonna solve it so taking that type of mentality and being in a relationship with a woman who was very like, no, we're going to work this out. You know, we're going to do this together. Morgan is about togetherness. Everything is, has to be together. Oh, we got to eat together. We got to cook together. We got to take the dog out together. I wasn't well, raised two like. Two is better than one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, straight up. You know, we, well, well, wait a minute. I'm just doing work on the phone. Out there. Like, yo, like we, we, you can do that on your own. You know what I'm saying? Everything's got to be together with Morgan. So, that's the conflict, not the conflict, but the, the the pull that I've always had. You are the one that you, you, you have a problem. You need to find a solution. So bringing someone else into the mix with that was very tough. And I'm learning. And, and, and I'm going to just be even more transparent. I'm a black man. OK, with that being said, unfortunately, there's this stereotype that with black men, we're not allowed to express ourselves. We're not allowed to show what some people would call weakness, vulnerability, you know, and in the past I've run into a few women who were like that, you know, Oh, you a man, figure it out. You this, da, 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 da. So that's kind of like, again, the, that only progress that only furthermore enhanced that, that upbringing that I had. So when I met you and I'm like, man, you know, I got an issue. Like you're, like Morgan is always getting on me about like the whole pride thing. Like, yo, you can't keep that in, not keep it in. Cause I'm very expressive about my feelings, but as far as like, you know, having an issue, right. Because she is right. You know, it's, it's no longer one man, one, one what they say in drumline, one band, one sound like, nah, it's, it's, it's two of us now. Like you gotta be able to express that stuff. So support to me is in a general sense, knowing that things in life are going to happen that you can't control, you know, and too often I see couples, I see relationships, I see things where like, if something goes bad with one person, you know, not cheating, not something that they could have controlled, but something that they can't control. 
and it gets a little tough, they're ready to call it quits. And I necessarily don't believe that. I know you told me about, you know, a couple that you know, um, not going too much into detail about it, who like lost their, had a miscarriage or something like that. And then, then one of them lost a parent right after that. That's what I'm talking about, like real world shit. And when you have nobody to fall back on, like you, 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 and you're right. You have to, you have to have, everybody needs somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, we all need to be needed, you know? So the support, that's what I look at support is knowing that like, look, man, life going to happen. Shit going to happen. Things are going to happen. Death is inevitable. You know what I mean? Hardships are inevitable. It's kind of like I me and you've talked about it before. And glad that we're out of this phase. But like we, you know, we talk about we've talked about, you know, the folks who get in relationships solely off of what they see, mm-hmm. you know, and I told you, I think it was either you told me this. Or we, we we talked about it where one of our churches or pastors told a story or asked a question like, OK, you go you with this person because what you can see. But what's happening? What happens if they get into a car accident and they're paralyzed from the neck down? Then what? Mm-hmm. You know, now, God, thank God, nothing has happened like that with you and I. But on both of our ends, some very strong external circumstances have happened, you know, and I've been like, man, damn. And you like, nah, we're going to get through this. And stuff has happened with you, you know, that you couldn't control. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, man, nah, we'll get through it. Hey, can I tell the story of uh, the hair and the money and the, you going into the bathroom? And coming out and asking to get your hair done. Sure. <laughs> hey, no, nah, this, this is what I'm because talking about. That was this, this... a very vulnerable moment for me. Yeah, but actually, yes. no, wait, 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 wait. You the you the host, so I'm gonna let you tell the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, it, um, but before you start, this is, the story I feel like is an example of what we're talking about with support. Yes. Um, so yes, it was a lovely day. Sun was out. We were in a happy mood um, in the morning time. And then we went off to breakfast. And so as we were sitting down, I realized I want, I needed to get my hair done. Right. I'm a per, I'm just like how Spencer is independent. I'm also independent. And so it was a week where I was like, okay, I know I need to get my hair done. I have an event coming up, but you know what? <laughs> It's, it's not really fitting in my budget. And so I was like, oh my gosh, well, um, what am I going to do? And I really had a moment where I was, it was an inner battle. It, it was. And I was sitting there with Spin and I was like, I'll be right back. I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I go into the bathroom and I start bawling my eyes out. I could I don't even know where it came from. Uh, I just, yeah, it was just a release, but it was, it was a bit of frustration with myself and my pride because I knew that I can ask Spencer to help me out and, and pay for me to get my hair done. However, I was like, wait a second. No, like, I, I'm an independent black woman. I can do it myself. Yes, I can do it myself. I don't, I don't (laughs) don't need need no man. I don't need him to pay for me to get my hair done. <laughs> and so I come outside the bathroom as I've, I was uh, coaching myself through. I come outside the bathroom and Spencer instantly knows something was wrong. And he's like, what's going on? Me, my prideful self, nothing. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> what what's going on? And I'm like, okay, so I really need to get my hair done. I'm not able to get it done this week. And I'm and I'm really frustrated. I'm I'm just really frustrated about it. And you were like, um, so why don't you just ask me or you know, I'll just I'll just pay for it. <laughs> it's okay. And I was like, no, I I I don't I don't want that's my problem. I, I'm not used to asking people um for money and, and asking for someone to pay to get my hair done. So this is something very new for me, which is a lot of other things that you and I have had to adjust. See, see uh puppy in, love over. <laughs> <laughs> adjust to in this relationship. And so go ahead, spin how else did the, the, the conversation? Yeah, you on. Was, I was like, yo, you no no, no. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Part two of the conversation. Here go him. <laughs> so we like, you know, I say, Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, give me a you know, give me a day, I got you. You know what I'm saying? What you want to do, you know what I'm saying? Get the faux locks, which I love the most. But anyway, I say, you say, you know, do what you gotta do. I, I got you, you know. Then she starts, I thought that was the end of it. <laughs> Then, mind you, we in bougie-ass Bethesda in this overpriced cafe, right? And so I got I had to keep my voice down. And she goes, so, and I can't remember everything, but I remember, I don't remember if we were in the, if we were in the cafe or if we were in a car or something. We were in a cafe because I had gone into the bath. It was right after I came out of the bathroom. And I think cafe. this, not that this got anything to do with it, but I think this was a day that I gave you the personal private tour at the cemetery. I think that's what we were about to go do. Yeah, I think it was. Not that they got anything to do with it, but it's all coming back now. Yeah. So, but anyway, and when I say cemetery, I'm a historian in Arlington Cemetery. Not we went on a weird shit, y'all. Like whatever. <laughs> not definitely not with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it was broad day, like ten o'clock in the morning, sun high in the sky. You know. But anyway, so she goes, you know, maybe, maybe this, maybe this relationship isn't gonna work. Oh, yes, I do. Hey, what you say? You know, and then so now let me be very clear about this him. I wouldn't be paying for no random bald head scallywag head right now. You know what I mean? But this is a woman who I'm in relationship with, who I'm in romance with that I love. Now, if this was the second I only know you for a week, I'd be like, hell no. Like I, I mean, I wouldn't have said it like, nah, if I could, yeah, I'd be I, would, I, probably, I would hope not. I'd probably have been like, uh, no, <laughs> but this is different. This is in completely different circumstances. You know what I'm saying? And this was after, if I'm not mistaken, the situation you helped me through over the summertime. So yes. she was like, you know, yeah. like This I was well that. into our relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. In the beginning, when you yeah. said the puppy love was over, you're damn right. Because, yeah, it's real, you know. So she goes, well, maybe we shouldn't, this relationship shouldn't. I, I said, huh, what? I said, just like that. And she goes, well, yeah, like, you know, I'm not really used to asking men for this and I'm not really. And this, 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 this was the, this was the conundrum I was in. And I, and I remember I said something along the lines to this, because I remember when we first got together, that whole 50, 50 conversation came up. Not that I'm a believer of it, but the conversation did come up and Morgan said, yeah, cause I don't believe in that. And I said, yeah, okay. I don't believe in it either. And she was like, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm all about being, a, and I'm paraphrasing right now, but mm-hmm. she goes, I'm all about, you know, being a team player and, like, helping each other out, but I don't believe in the whole 50-50 thing. 
I said, okay, yeah. And I said, well, what do you believe in? She was like, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little old school. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm I a woman. A <laughs> yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want a provider. I want to be taken care of and taken care of in 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 a not like a child, but because there are women who do that shit, and I can't stand that. But like taking care of in a sense, like you know, protecting, providing, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Which like, we elaborated that day. Yeah, like I don't believe in taking care of no little girl. Like, nah, you a grown ass woman, figure that shit out. But in a sense like that, that I do believe in is providing for like how my father does with my mom, your dad does with yours, you know. Mm-hmm. I looked at I said, What? And she was like, Well, yeah, I just don't believe in asking a man for the and I said, Well, hold on, what happened to that conversation we had a long time ago about the whole <laughs> Yeah, I know I just I just I said, Hey, look, man. If you fit in a relationship over eighty dollars, getting your hair done because I think that's how much it was or something like that, eighty or hundred dollars or something like that. I was like, man, look, we gotta rethink some things because I promise you. God, and the thing is, I can't even say God forbid. You know, like my grandmother said in the last uh, episode, life is a fight. You know, and there's gonna be shit that's way worse. <laughs> that's wait a minute, that's already happened before this. You know what I'm saying? I can't at that at that moment. I couldn't even say, oh, there's going to be things that's going to test us more than this. Not nah, there already has been, you know. So that was a hilarious moment of two people who have been single for a very long time, mm-hmm. <laughs> very prideful, <laughs> very independent, kind of like meeting each other in the middle going, all right, like, you know what I'm saying? We both, well, I didn't have to let my guard down, you know, paying for your shit. That didn't bother me, but you had to let your guard down going like I did. I'm not really used to this. Yeah, because during that time I I was I literally thought in my head, all right, if I'm having issues like this, I think I'm going to have to continue to get myself together. And you showed me that no, you can actually work on things like that and more and work on yourself overall while still in a relationship with doing a lot of work yes in the beginning and on yourself but there's still but there's no there's no um there's no perfection in uh in that in the relationship and that's something that you have to accept too and that was something that I also had to accept that there are going to be some times where you would have to be vulnerable and, and humble yourself and things like that and come to your partner and say you know what I need help right now or I'm trying to get through this and it does not mean I have to get through it on my own. And that's kind of how I dealt with things uh, earlier in our relationship. And so it, it goes hand in hand that we both have had to remove that pride or at least working on it, removing that pride, but also having that trust in the partner too. So let's talk a little bit about trust Uh-oh. and how... It's like, no. <laughs> And how trust has definitely had an impact on our relationship, because just like how you were saying, wait a second, you no, you're not going anywhere just because you are having an issue with paying. um, Yeah, paying for your hair and I'm having to pay for it or you're having to adjust whatever mental thoughts you have going on right now. And I did have to um, and and it's ongoing. It's an ongoing process work on, all right, I'm going to have to trust not only in myself in this relationship, but I also have to trust in him that what we talked about in the very beginning is something that will still continue on 
as long as we are together. So talking about trust. (laughs) Trust, the T word. The T word. How has that really kind of either, let's just go with affected you during this whole time of how we've kind of, the puppy love is, it's kind of <laughs> well, like I don't know. Trust is a funny word because, again, in our in our day and age, probably even before us, trust. When people say I have trust issues, a lot of that has to deal with like trusting the other person to not cheat, to not step outside the relationship. Right. I don't have none of that. I've never had trust issues. I've never had jealousy issues. I've been thankful for that. If you want to go be with that and go with it, be with them. Because <laughs> like, right. I did. I yeah, not, you know, that ain't never happened with us, but I'm just saying in the past, I've never had trust issues. Like, if that's what you want to do, see you, because I'm be all right. right. Especially after I rededicated my life to Christ again, because after that, that opened my eyes to everything. So, but I believe the word trust does go deeper than infidelity. Mm-hmm. Trust to me, take us, for example, if I had a bad day, at the, if I was at work, you know, and I had a, and I was on air or something like that, or whatever, if I had something that I had to vent, I could trust that I could tell you and you would listen. For example, I'm not going to go too much into detail with this because family listens to this podcast, but Mm -hmm. there was an issue that I had with one of my family members or whatever. They had said something that kind of upset me, you know, about, you know, kind of triggered like past weight issues that I used to have. Mm -hmm. Right. And so much so that I had to just like leave, you know, I knew I could call Morgan invent <laughs> i could trust i could call morgan invent i trust that she knows because i don't get mad easily i don't get angry easily i don't have anger issues if i get on the phone yelling and screaming about something that happened i trust she, she'll be sagacious to know that okay uh he got a problem so let me let me let me listen to him and i think i went off for like 45 minutes straight and morgan didn't say a peep <laughs> you know that to me is what trust is like, you know, it goes, it, like I said, on the surface level, people just look at it as like stepping out of like relationships and stuff like that. And to me, that's silly because that's a, that's a situation you can control, but I trust I can come to you with a problem. I trust that if I'm insecure about something that you'll understand, I trust that, Hey, look, I got to finish this chapter. I, I want to read this, that, and the third you'll understand, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that to me is a very nice feeling knowing that you can go to your partner. You can say it because I never had that before. You know, I'm, I don't believe in, in, in expounding on past relationships, but too much anyway, in detail, but in the past, I never really had that, you know? So yeah, when, when I think about trust, that's what trust means to me. Right. Uh, also when I think about trust, one of Morgan, not that this has this has never happened between her and I, but Morgan knows that one of my, <laughs> on my very long list of pet peeves with people, uh, one of my pet peeves is when, say y'all two are out together, right? And, you know, y'all go to like, say me and Morgan go to like a wedding or something, right? And it's from my, one of my boys got married. Like one of my pet peeves is, is like, say one of my people insulted Morgan or said something to her to make her feel uncomfortable and I don't come to her defense. Like that is a huge pet peeve of mine because that's that's happened in the past, not with us, but it's happened in the past, you know, or like, say, Morgan, one of her family members would come to me and like disrespect me or something like that. 
I'm gonna be looking at her like, all right, what you gonna do about it? Because if I do something about it, it's gonna be a problem. So I'm gonna be looking at you, you know. I trust Morgan, knowing how she is and seeing her in different shades of light, uh, <laughs> that she would handle it. I don't have to worry about that because you got some people who are afraid of the family. You got some you people who are afraid of, you know, their friends, their frat brothers, their sorors, whatever, and they wouldn't come to your defense. I'm very big on that whole protection aspect. Yeah, I do believe as a man, you know, uh, the whole protecting and, and, and providing. But there are certain aspects that a woman has to know how to protect, too, because I've been in situations where, you know, someone has said something on their side offensive to me multiple times and they never did anything. But when I said something, it damn near turned into a fist fight, you know, because that particular person was afraid of whoever it is. I trust <laughs> that Morgan can handle her business. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If anything, uh, I'm not going to tell a story, but like situations like when we were at pot bellies or. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to bring up in the wedding. <laughs> in the wedding. What happened with the wedding? When um, I already had a nice conversation with uh, someone, a very nice. Oh yeah, woman. yeah, 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 yeah. And I had, I, a yeah. I got a little nervous with that actually. Like, yeah, well, because we had a very nice conversation before discussing things that she was working on, and then when we decided to, um, when later on when um i had asked just for a favor and she just started yelling at me <laughs> hey i'm gonna say this <laughs> I, right now like morgan like how you hear her i've said this before in past episodes people i know the tone that you're hearing right now is the same tone when she's upset or when she's not upset very scary thing but there has been very few situations where i was like oh she ain't playing and it was a situation that happened where it was another chick that got a little buck with Morgan and started putting a little bit too much bass in her voice. And Morgan was like, hold on, whoa. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Uh, well, go. We, I'm like, we just had a conversation. <laughs> but it's people yeah. like you that usually people like would like to think that, oh, yeah, they ain't going to do nothing. But yeah, they end up like kindness for weakness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so situations like that, that's what I believe well, I look at trust as I don't even think about infidelity and stuff like that. Cause I'm, I don't have, I'm not insecure like that. I don't have, I've to this day never gone through somebody's phone, including yours. Like mm -hmm. I don't have issues like that. If you want to go off and do something with something, bye. Yeah, it's funny how we jump to infidelity with trust. However, trust is, is so fundamental overall in relationships. It, and the infidelity is just that's a part of it. But when I did mention and, and what you said, trusting in your partner that they are going to be your partner, they're going to provide you with what you need in that moment and at least know you well enough to to provide you with that certain type of support or maybe that space or maybe to know that you're not going anywhere even if the times get rough. And so that was definitely something that was clear <laughs> during from the start of the summertime to now and, and still going on. And I think that's definitely something to 
recognize in a partner for everyone in a relationship and seeking a relationship. Also, um, because you mentioned books. Oh, yeah. Books. (laughs) (laughs) Because the books definitely came out of nowhere, to be honest, on my end, they did. All of a sudden, you were buying books. And so kind of where where did the books come from? Where where did your love of reading is that a rhetorical question? Start? No, I really want to know. Great, glad you asked. <laughs> uh nah, true story. So and I think I mentioned this to you. And if I didn't, screw it, here it goes. Um well, you know me. I've always been, you know, a history guy, feeding myself with knowledge, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like I remember when we uh first met. Usually in the past, when I said I was in the history, women would like say goofy shit, I guess, to like try to get brownie points. They'd be like, oh, I'm in the history, too. Yes. I'd be like, oh, yeah. OK, cool. Well, let's watch this uh, 10 part Civil War docuseries. You know, it's pretty good. And they're like, oh, I, I, okay. and then, they're, they're, yeah, Morgan was the first person I ever met that I was like, yeah, you know, I like history. She goes, oh, I guess that's nice. Like, yes, because I'm not sitting there watching a 10 um, hour documentary. Yes, let alone on the Civil War, right? In the Reconstruction <laughs> era. So I said, oh, she a real one. I said, okay, cool. I know what I'm dealing with. But anyway, you know, I got to be stupid. But on a serious note, you know, I've always, always listened to audiobooks. You know what I'm saying? And I remember when Morgan and I met, like the book Atomic Habits by James Clear came up. And I was like, damn, I never had a conversation about but because. The fact is, and I'm gonna break a I'm gonna break a rule right here, saying something that I typically don't say. Niggas don't like reading. Niggas don't like learning. Niggas don't like education. And I forgot who said it, but they said if you want to keep something a secret from niggas, put it in a book. Mm-mm. You know, <laughs> it, but it's the truth. You know. Now I was always in the audio books. I always listened to those. So when you and I met, and then we first started talking about, you know. Uh, the same book that we well you read I listened to uh, <laughs> Atomic Habits by James Clear that was one of the icebreakers into one of our first conversations you know so I said okay she ain't no dummy that's cool you know but when I first went over to your place I said damn she got books over here you know what I mean and she was like yeah this and like I would when I would listen to people like talk about a certain book right they'd be like oh I read this book it was so good I'm like I ain't got no time to be sitting down reading no damn book. You know what I mean? Whatever. And I was over your place one night. We went to sleep and I just had this weird dream about reading Malcolm X's autobiography, like this random ass dream. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I had this random dream about, cause you know, Malcolm X is one of my, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) So I just random. I don't know if like maybe I watched a movie or I watched one of his speeches before I went to bed or something like that. But I had a dream about reading his book. Right. And I remember when I was a senior in high school, I was taking AP literature and we had to do a uh, like a book report or some shit. I don't remember. But I remember that was a book that I chose. And I think I got to like the first 20 pages and I just spark noted the rest of the shit. So like I never actually read it, you know. But I had this weird, this weird dream about reading his, his book and then Will Smith's book. I had those two books in my head, right? And I just woke up that morning. I said, "Man, I'm gonna get Malcolm X's book." You know, strike me down if I'm lying. Remember, where I was in the kitchen, your kitchen, and we was eating breakfast. And I said, "You know what, Morgan? I think I'm gonna try to be like you. I'm gonna actually get. I, I'm, I'm gonna get a book. You know, I'm gonna read a book, right?" 
And she goes, ah, okay, all right, whatever. Like, kind of this attitude is like, yeah, dog, you're 32 years old. If you ain't got love for it already, you ain't going to have love for it at all. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, nah, for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to get them on Amazon, you know? And I remember the package came in and Malcolm X's book, and I opened up, and it was the hardcover version. We only do hardcovers over here. We don't do no paperbacks, you know? And I don't know, like this weird feeling of, oh, this book is so nice looking. And I said, man, let me try to read. And I looked, I flipped through it, and it's like 457 pages, right? I've never read nothing that long in my life. Even when I was training at Arlington Cemetery to get my historian license, like, you know, they gave us all this, 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 all these pages, but I just like YouTube the rest of it. Some, most of the, some of the stuff I already knew, but I'm like, man, I ain't reading all this shit. So I was looking through the book and I said, man, this is a lot of stuff. And Morgan can tell you, you couldn't pry that book from my hands. I'm not going to really get get into Malcolm X. That's not really your question. But reading, let and you know this, I'm not telling you this. This is just what I've learned is that in the past, when I listened to audiobooks, I was at the gym, I was driving, you know, even listening to Atomic Habits, uh, you know, like, I, you know, I would have to, it was in a car. So like I would turn a car off, go do what I got to do, start it back up. Like, oh, where was I at? You're doing all this stuff. You have all these distractions. When I first read Malcolm X's autobiography, like it, it taught me that reading, you have to sit still. It has to be quiet. And that way you absorb way more information. You absorb way more knowledge. You, you, you connect to the story more. And I said, damn, this I, since then, I don't even know how many books I got. Like, and I think I read that book in like a week and a half. And in my and uh, Will Smith's book is like four hundred and something pages. I started that shit from the day it is recording. I started that shit last Thursday. I'm almost done with it. Like, and that is huge. It's a, it's a lot of pages, you know. But it's something about I can't describe it. We all, even my grandmother said, we all have our own loves for why we read. You know, some people, some people, it's peaceful. You know, some people like, you know, they like learning, whatever the case may be to me, like my mind is elsewhere. My imagination is far and beyond. I'm in a place that I've never been before. Malcolm X been dead since 1965, but I felt like I was like, in a sense, sitting across the room from him, listening to him talk off the pages. You know what I'm saying? So and it was so much stuff about his life. I didn't know It's so much stuff about Will Smith's life. I didn't know. So then my boy Trevor, who's been on the podcast, I was with him one day and I didn't know that he was an avid reader. Shit, I didn't even know he knew how to read. It's like, nah, I'm fucking with you, Trevor. You're my man. <laughs> but we went to this little small bookstore in Alexandria called Old Town Books. And like, you know, I was like, yeah, man, come in this bookstore with me. And I'm thinking he's just going, you know, I, I didn't know he was a reader. So he starts pulling. He's in the sci-fi. He's in the non He's in the fiction. And he starts pulling off all these books on the shelf. Bro, you got to read this. You got to read that. You got to read this. And I said, man, I'm not really into like, you know, fictional stuff. He was like, dog, I know you. You love history. You love reading about that stuff. But you got to take a step away from reality once or twice. I said, all right. So I ended up getting a book called How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. And it was a horror novel. And it was a it was a comedy. It was a dark comedy. But it was a whatever. I'm not going to go into the title of the book or what the book was about, but it was a fictional book. It was a horror story. Mm-hmm. And you know how like you watch a good movie like you like Saul, right? Weirdly enough, <laughs> the movie. Yes, weirdly enough. One yeah. Of the, one 
uh, party horror movie I like. Yeah, the one, one, one and only, you know. And remember at the end of the first one, that crazy plot twist, and you were like, oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know you can get that feeling reading pages and shit. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? And I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, man, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's where it came from. And I had, it was one of those, I'm 32 years old and I just now fell in love with reading. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I'd be like, look at my man reading. But no, see right there, <laughs> one time we was walking out of, we was walking, <laughs> remember that time we were walking out of Barnes and Noble a couple, a little time ago. And then you had said something where it made it seem like I literally just learned how to read like some hooked on phonics type shit. You know, you're like, yeah, it's so good that you just you learning to read now. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 you a little bit too loud. Like, nah, I I like reading physical books now. You making it seem like I like I ain't know how I read, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when um, our many times going there, but yeah, yes. Right. I was um I always make jokes about you reading because it is just kind of like you just started learning or you just learned how to read. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so bad. (laughs) But it's okay. It could be used as like a coping mechanism. You can be in a real meditative state when you're reading. People don't or hopefully they do realize how much it can be a stress reliever. So that's why I um, am actually happy that you have opened yourself up um, <laughs> to reading and have found a love for it. Now, certain stuff that I don't see myself reading, like I'll be in there. I, like once, sometimes I do walk past, I walk through like the, the fantasy section and like, I don't know if I could ever read a Stephen King novel. Like them joints really? be like mm-hmm. 1500 pages. I mean, maybe one day. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but like I, I do know, like I, and then like I'm saying it like I read Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No boy, like, really, you can't read that. Like you don't want to watch it with me. Like you know, uh, that's hilarious. I'm glad I didn't even catch that. Um, but no, like it's it's like you do. Like I've also learned the difference when I I used to hear people go, yeah, it's a really hard read, and I always thought reading was reading shit. You know, because like in college. You know, that's what my degree is in is, mm-hmm. is English uh, telecommunication. So like we just books, books, books all the time. But it was shit that I didn't like reading. It was, you know, the uh, um, I don't know, Jane Eyre and, and William Wordsworth and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that 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 fits other people's you know likings. But me, nah. So it's like I got that uh, biography, the latest one. And then there was light biography of uh, President Lincoln. And, you know, him being the only president I'm like, I don't want to say willing to learn about, but the one that I'm intrigued the most about, considering I believe, in my opinion, out of the 40 some odd presidents we've had, he's had the most shit to deal with. That book was really hard to get through. Matter of fact, I didn't even finish it. It was written by John Meacham. And it's a lot of quotes. It's a lot of old English. It's the last book I just read before Will Smith, John Master and Slave about William and Ellen Craft, the couple where the white, where the woman, the, um, the enslaved woman was so light-skinned, lighter than you, actually, uh, was so light-skinned. I'm laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 for real, no joke, no bullshit. Like, she was so light-skinned. She, was, she, pract- she, passes, she dressed up as a man and dressed as a white man, and her husband played her quote-unquote slave, and that's mm-hmm. how they were escaped from making Georgia all the way to Occam, England, or whatever you know that was kind of hard to get through because it was written 
a lot of quotes written from, you know, the 19th century or whatever. So I'm learning that too. You know what I mean? Will Smith, I'm flying through that shit. Like, you know, but like a lot of stuff, it's like, damn. So I'm saying I'm still learning with certain aspects of literature, you know, that I like, that I don't like. But um, yeah, I'm kind of addicted at this point. And I remember you called well, you it. You admit it. Yeah. No, nah, I look. I you called it a you called it a phase. You were like, oh, it's. I like, did. I, I did. I thought like, it was a temporary nah, nah. thing. Me playing. Me playing The Sims Four was a phase. Like that. I was on Sims for like two weeks. And I was like, yo, Morgan, mm-hmm. this is tight. And afterwards, I was like, this is dumb. Like, yeah, nah, that ain't no phase. Matter of fact, I got about six books in my Amazon cart right now. <laughs> You know, I definitely thought it was a phase, but I see you you have it still going. And I know eventually you're going to have a whole library. So, oh, yeah, we uh, Morgan lives in a very, 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 very nice area of Montgomery County. Y'all not too far from Potomac, Maryland. So when we drive and go out, we drive through all these like neighborhoods with these big ass houses and like you know some about white folks i don't know why they like leaving their blinds all the way open but we be driving through and seeing their libraries and their house i'm like yo that's nice that's cool that's gonna be me one day mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah man and also with reading um you know i've I, I, i'm pretty sure people have their own styles and, and preferred environments that they like reading and um, you know, even in college, like I can never do work in the library. I always did it by myself in my room. I always did work like alone, you know, and reading is the same way. Like I can't, you know, I don't try to be rude, but when I'm over your spot, you know, and I'm reading and then like, you know, you get on the phone or something, I kind of just like kind of sneak off <laughs> to the bedroom or whatever. And I just kind of <laughs> close the door because I can't concentrate. You know what I mean? Like I got to I got to read in silence. I got to be by myself. And I feel like that's when I absorb whatever is on the page the most is when I'm by myself. Yeah. Speaking of that, the whole by yourself and you being independent, uh, you definitely touched on that a little bit in the beginning from you being independent. How is that? Because. All right, y'all. Thank y'all joining another episode of the morally. It's like, no. (laughs) I was afraid this was going to come up, but you know. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You and your independence, how, because we've had this conversation before, it is definitely something that you've been working on, even as far as we've talked about you cooking on your own and you you needing that quiet time while you're reading and with me you know i'm very big with quality time Mm. as my love language and so since it has been a topic how how are you kind of navigating through your independent nature like that your first thought or movement is more of like an independent in an independent way So it goes back to my upbringing, right? I used to work with a lot of men when I was carrying a weapon for a living. I work with a lot of men that they, because I'm going to use cooking for an example. I work with a lot of men that like, if their wives did not cook, they did not eat. I think that is one of the most insane, asinine thing, postulations in the world. I didn't grow up like that, you know? Um, my father to this day being 30, me being 32 years old, I've never ever heard my father like demand for his plate to be made or like, you know, why haven't you cooked or or whatever? 
you know, my dad has always taught me and my brother that if you hungry, get you something to eat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what, what you got to wait on a woman for? What you got to wait on your mama for? You get, do it yourself. You know, I've grown up with that. And aside also, before meeting you, I was living by myself, living, being on my own for already, what, seven years? So, like, I don't, and I know, and I also know of some men personally that, like, they have women come over and cook for them. I don't get down like that. You know what I mean? And plus, you know me, I I, I like being in the kitchen. It's, it's therapeutic, you know? Especially like when I changed my diet three years ago, start working out, whatever, like, you know, I was in the kitchen more. The independence with 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 doing things on my own obviously has a lot to do with how I grew up, with, which is why how a lot of us as adults operate is how our backgrounds are, you know. So, yeah, we have had those conversations about independence and stuff like that. And it's again, it kind of also goes with that thing. Like, don't nobody owe you shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you got to do what, you know, you can't depend. And my mom used to always say this, like, never depend on someone to do their job, you know? So me and you being a crib, you know what I'm saying? It, matter of fact, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a talk about this one story one time. I could distinctly remember one time, you know, I'm an early riser. You know, I think it was like a Sunday morning or something. And, you know, I get up, take Harlem out, whatever. Stomach gets to growling. So I go in the kitchen. You know, I make me some grub, sit down, watch me a movie, you know. And then you come out and you like, oh, you ate already? <laughs> and I was like, no, you were like, yeah, I'm about to make breakfast. And I said, okay, cool. What you going to make for yourself? And she was like, well, you was like, well, I, I'm going to make us. I said, oh, no, I'm good. You know, I already ate, whatever. You was like, you already ate? And I said, yeah. You were like, oh, well, yeah. That's because you don't ever want to eat breakfast with me. And this, that, and the third. I was like, well, I was already up. And I was hungry. You were like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, you you still. Can. I'm like, hold on. Look, look wait, <laughs> you want me to either a wait for you to wake up <laughs> so I can eat or b wake you up so I can eat. And I'm 32 years old. Like, you know, I'm like, nah, like that's And I guess that was a very strong display of like that independence you talk about mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like hey i've learned the last couple of you know recent time i've been you've been like okay you you i didn't see you you know prep food and so i'm like all right spence you want to make some so i'm a you know i'm a chill i'm gonna be all right you know I'm, I'm not gonna make nothing you know but again that that independence is strong i'm learning to like do the things together yeah, because, I mean, it could even be how we have talked about um, walking to the car. Um, sometimes oh, okay. I want <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to let you tell that story. I'm going to let you tell that story. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. How yeah. we were at the mall together, and um, I had parked all the way on the other side of the mall. And at first, I was looking for where Spencer had parked, and turns out he was on the other side so then i was like okay well i'll meet you in a store but then when we were uh talking about leaving i was like yeah so you probably or you can just um walk with me to my car and i'll drive you to your car um and he was like what for what and i was like well because we you know I mean, I was a, I was a bit hesitant with with you asking me, but I was like, well, because I mean, we're here together. Why, why we can't leave together? <laughs> See, that's what I'll be talking about right there. Anyway, go ahead. 
And I um and I was like, I mean, I parked all the way on the other side. Now I'm gonna have to walk all the way. And you know, we're we're out here together. It'd be nice for us to just walk to the car together and then well, I'll just drop you off at your car. It's no big deal. And you were just like, I just don't understand why we have to do everything together. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really bad when you say it, but like I'm I know, but but <laughs> But that is how it happened. But I understood that you were like, no, I mean, it's okay. You can just walk to the car and we, we don't, we don't have to, like, we don't have to do everything together. And it was a conversation that we had to have because mm. like I said before, I'm very big with quality time and I'm like, yeah, why not? Like we're doing this together. And you're like, no, like you're grown, which is true. I am grown. <laughs> Essentially, I can do it all on my own, which normally I do. But it's definitely, it takes some compromising. But one part you're leaving out, though, because I don't um, want people to think I'm like this selfish asshole, which I'm not. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I also switched up my stance once you, because I'm looking at it as like, dog, like, whatever. Like, you parked over there, I parked over there. Yeah, it's no big deal. Crib, like, whatever, you know. I'm not looking at it as, oh, we're just going to walk together. And I'm just looking <laughs> at it like, yo, I'm looking at what makes the most sense. You know what I mean? We were closer to your car at the time. So I said, all right, cool. I, you walk to your car, you know, but I changed my stance. For two things. One, when we find out when we re- when we decide we're gonna go to the food court, and that was where my car was closer to. Yes. Now, what I'm not gonna have you do is walk all the way on the other side of the mall. The reason why I said that initially is because we were literally right by your car. I'm like, man, I'm right. good. I walk my shit, you know, whatever. I know where you live. And the second thing, well, actually more important that took precedence over the, the last one, is you had said something along like, I don't feel comfortable walking back to my car by myself. I'm like, Right, right. Because then I have to explain to you a bit more. That 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 made me go, okay, yeah, that's yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're looking at it from a safety aspect, like, all right, yeah, cool. Because like when you went to that workshop, (laughs) there was an event that you went to in Old Town, Alexandria, a couple weeks ago, if you remember. And we're in Old Town. Like, what happens in Old Town? But we pulled up, and I was like, oh yeah, now I'm getting out with you. I don't know. Once I felt very dark. Yeah. Once I realize, you know, but that that's how my mind works. It's like, I don't want, I'm not going to have you be put in a bad situation, you know, by yourself. Even the other night when you took Harlem out and all I heard was a like I ran out there <laughs> and was like, what the hell's going on? You know, but with the mall aspect, yeah, that was a very strong display of like independence and me going like, man, what the hell? Like, you know, we grown, like I'll catch you, you know, but once you explain, I just had to put that out there because I don't want people to think, damn, he's going to let her walk back to your car by herself. Yes. <laughs> but like, <laughs> one after I like realized like what was more important, like I was like, okay, all right, fine. Yeah. Because I'm like, damn, she drove here by herself. Why can't she? But then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, all right, Spence. Yeah, it definitely showed how every, you need a conversation almost all the time. And that's okay. Because that took another conversation to just kind of establish that, yeah, I wanted to feel more comfortable. And also, um, sometimes that independence is a bit lessened once you are in a commitment. So it's it's all about these different conversations and um, kind of going into these conversations. We've definitely had some big ones. I got to say something. What I like is that we don't 
we definitely have have had tense moments. We've had moments where like, yeah, I ain't really trying to fuck with you right now. But we've never really at least what I think the definition of arguing is, because I feel like with arguing versus like, you know, having a discussion, maybe. Right, and that's why I call it conversation. So that's good. You're explaining what I mean by conversation. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I feel like because you know what I mean in in your past relationships, me too, like arguing, like you're yelling, you're angry. Like there was some study I read not too long ago where it was saying that like the angrier you, you get, like you're no longer listening yeah and but it's it's like some type of weird percentage like your 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 listening sense goes down by mm-hmm. like 12 percent or something like that meaning yeah you're right you're, you're, you're not listening but when we have these conversations at the end we're like okay we heard each other so for example what i mean is and i feel like this is like we can drive it home with this one because it's starting to get late and uh yes i know it's your bedtime almost um, I still got a whole, I still got a chapter to get through in this book, you know. Oh, yes. How can I forget about the books? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh and I got to find out what classical music I'm going to put on while I read. It's like, now nah, I don't go that hard yet. <laughs> Not yet. When I get my own library, that's when I'll do it. Uh, but now, nah, so we talked about independence. We talked about trust. We talked about reading. But I feel like, you know, the biggest thing that if we're going to talk about the puppy love is worn off that we had to kind of like learn how to navigate is the C word communication. Communication is the sending and receiving of the thoughts of information. It's like, nah, this. <laughs> so remember that time I was over there. We were, we were spending the weekend together. It all started <laughs> when we were going to Barnes and Noble. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. All right, if you don't mind, I'll take the reins on this one. Go ahead. Yeah. We were driving to Barnes and Noble. And you were driving. I was in the front seat. And, you know, you kind of made almost made a little mistake, you know, because you was on the phone, you know, really wasn't kind of really paying attention to what was going on, you know. And I said, Morgan, like, yo, pay attention. Like, I don't yell like that. I don't yell. I don't scream. But like, I thought you was about to hit somebody. And I was like, Morgan, pay attention. Get off the phone. (laughs) And and I remember you said (laughs) you were like, I'm not I wasn't even about to hit the dude. I wasn't even about to hit him. And even if I did, you it's not like you would have got hurt. Like, what type of shit is that to say? <laughs> like, but anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it's rolling the eyes. But anyway, so we were on the way. We got to the park. We got to the store, the bookstore. And usually we go in together. And I opened the door and I said, Yo, you coming? You were like, Yeah, no, nah, I'm staying in here. And I was like, All right. <laughs> so like I go in the store, I come back out, and automatically. I could tell something was off. And I was like, man, what's wrong with you? And again, you hit me with the whole nothing thing. That's the difference between you and I. If I got beef with you, I'm going to say what it is. You're going to be like, Spence, what's wrong? I'll tell you what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like nothing. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So we go uh, get food. We sitting down and like the whole night was just tense. And I'm like, man, what, what, what is this? And again, like I told y'all in the beginning or a few moments ago that Morgan's tone does not change when she's a, I'm used to the, I fucking told you this is kind of, I'm I'm fine. (laughs) I'm like, damn it. So the rest of the weekend was just like very tense, very awkward, very first time we've ever had like a weekend like this. You know, I mean, we in a kitchen just not even talking to each other. And I'm like, what 
the hell is going on? So what we did not see at that time is you have two of our personality traits clashing right in the middle of this. You got one person, me, who's very like, if I got a problem with you, I'm going to say it. I'm like, man, what's up with you, dog? Versus a person that if they got a problem with you, they not really going to say it right <laughs> then and there. I was leaving Monday morning and then it kind of just all came out, you know, and Morgan starts going down this laundry list of stuff that she was upset with the whole weekend that I knew nothing about. She didn't say a word. She goes, I don't appreciate how you yelled at me in the car. I don't appreciate this. I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate this. And I'm very good with accountability. I don't deflect. I don't project. I don't do that nitpicking shit. Morgan can attest to it. Well, you did this and you did that. I don't do that. I just sit there and be like, damn, all right. I did. (laughs) I did do this. I did. I did do that. Whatever. But what I was pissed about was the fact that we was over. We was in each other's company for four days. Four, not one, not two, not three, four. And I didn't hear. I didn't know none of this. Mm -hmm. So I specifically said, I said, Morgan, look. I apologize for all that. I didn't know that was the issue, but you got to meet me halfway. If all of this stuff was on your mind and we was over each other's, we was at each other's company for the last four days and you didn't say nothing. I was like, how am I supposed to know what the issue is? And she kind of makes this face (laughs) and she goes, damn, (laughs) now it's time for me to be a little accountable, which she's good with, Mm -hmm. you know, but that was a very, probably one of the most tense conversations we had about, communication it was like look man i ain't you know we might read books about fantasy and watch movies but this is the real world i can't i don't know what's going on and again it's really adjusting to another person because just like how you said that you just kind of share everything whenever you have a problem you just speak on it for me it takes time for me to process I've had times where I might have just just said it all out and it didn't really make sense or I might have been overthinking. And so I have taken the time to realize that I need to process what's going on and what the issue I have at hand and be able to share that in a way that you would understand. And so I shared that with you as well on that last day as a part of the reason why I didn't share it throughout the rest of the weekend. And yeah, I, I did have to hold myself accountable with um, the communication. And it showed how much we we were able to have that conversation and get stronger in that. And so um, even though they were uh, that was the most tense conversation, I think it was kind of one of the biggest breakthroughs we've had uh, for sure. And um, it definitely kind of reels it all in with how we've had to really remove the pride and uh, focus on the commitment and uh, support from each other. And then also trusting (laughs) that we can understand each other and, and how we're feeling down to communication is key, is one of the most important things. And so I can say that I appreciate the fact that you have that understanding and that you are able to openly communicate while it may be a little bit more difficult for me. So Mm -hmm. that's why it's like it's like a puzzle piece. You got to, you know, piece (laughs) together what the other person doesn't have. I don't know. I'm just having like a little flashback moment of how much of an idiot I used to be. I used to like when I was younger, um, 
that's one of the things I love about Will Smith's book is he references like how he is now versus how he used to be and how I was young when I was younger. You know what I thought communication was solely based around was texting back each other. Like I would like meet somebody and like Mm. they would be a horrible texter. And I'd be like, man, the communication sucks. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just sitting there thinking about like this conversation now. I'm like, damn, Spence, you done came a long way because communication is a very, you know, we're, we're, I'm learning about it. I will be learning about it for a long time. God willing. I'll be learning about all the concepts we talked about, you know, the independence. The I remember, was I 19? 18, 19. I was a freshman in college. And then there was this dude in my Spanish class. I forgot what his name was, but he was a little older. And I remember he was, I said something about like, I know how, I, okay, give me a break. I'm 18, 19 years old now. I said something like, I know how women think or something like that. And he was like, man, trust me, you don't know how to treat a woman. I said, man, I know everything there is about treating a women right. And I was like, I'm looking back. Like, nigga, you couldn't have been more of a fucking idiot. Like, like you know, did you really? Hell no. I still <laughs> don't. I'm learning. My dad, look, my father is 64 years old. He still says, like, man, I'm learning, man. Look, you know, <laughs> my parents been together 41 years this year. So, you know, yeah, life is an ever learning process. Life is just, you know, you never. I say it all the time. I hate school, but I love education. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, Mark Twain. Uh you know, I can't really say he's one of my favorite writers, uh, but he definitely has one of my favorite quotes where he says, uh, I'll never let my schooling get in the way of my education. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so still learn about all of this. But I'm glad you ain't kicked me to the curb, playo. <laughs> no, not at all. Here we are. But anyway, yeah, shit, what time is it? <laughs> okay, y'all, so... That's my cue. Uh, (laughs) You know, this is um, coming around to Spend's Bedtime. Mm -hmm. And so I do want to thank y'all for tuning in. And so I am excited because this is my first time hosting on a podcast. Uh, This may be my last time hosting on this podcast, but it might not be the last time me hosting on a podcast. Oh, oh, (laughs) shit, no. We just going to leave that right there. I kind of know what she's talking about, but I'm glad she said that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And thank y'all for tuning in to the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about the morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. (laughs) We definitely had a great conversation talking about trust, pride, commitment, and the most important thing, communication. Yeah, man, this was dope. I like being interviewed and such. I like being in an interview. Yeah, yeah. But hey, man, I know this was your show. I know this was your thing. But uh, would you mind if I did something real quick? And what is that? Would you mind if I sung you another song? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right, here we go. Now, this is uh, Ray Charles. When I think about this song, I think about you. you Mm hmm. Now, if I call on the telephone and I tell her that I'm all alone, by the time I count from one to four, all I hear is a on my dough in the evening when the sun goes. Now, if I call her on the telephone and tell her that I'm all alone, by 
the time I come from one to four I hear her on my door In the evening when the sun go down When there is nobody else around She kisses me and she holds me tight And tells me, Daddy, everything's all right So I know, yes, I know Hallelujah, I deserve 